Blessed 2022 mga kapatid. Pangalawang Sunday na po ng bagong taon. And I'm sure everyone is excited, everyone is joyful. Everyone also is looking forward to the many more Sundays ahead of us. Dahil alam natin, prenoclaim ng Panginoon na ang bagong taon na to ay may bit-bit na bagong pag-asa sa mga taong nananampalataya sa Panginoon. And I would just like to enjoin everyone na real pa rin po ang pandemic na ating kinakaharap. As a matter of fact, yung Omicron variant ay nananalanta sa maraming tao, hindi lamang sa Pilipinas kundi sa buong mundo. At meron nga silang pinangangambahan na Delmicron, ang combination ng Delta at saka ng Omicron. And it proves to be na mas fatal at mas matindi ang tama. And we, let's pray na hindi makapasok ng Pilipinas, but it all depends upon all of us that we can, as I, w- I would always say, we can be part of the solution that we will really aspire to heal as one, as a nation na hindi natin kakalimutan ng mga protocols na itinuro sa atin ng ating mga officials, ng ating mga leaders, ng ating pag-face mask, ay palagi pa rin nating i-practice ang ating hand hygiene, ang ating social distancing will always be practiced. There is hope in the Lord, mga kapatid. 22 months na po ang nakalipas mula nung tumama sa atin ng pandemic and throughout all these months, marami na tayong inabsorb na mga leksyon. And mature people can always grow from whatever adversity that we are facing. And so today, we are commencing the 21-day prayer and fasting of the whole of Lighthouse Christian community. Mula po ngayong araw, January 9, tatapusin natin sa end of the month, January 30, the last Sunday of the month, 21 days na tayo po ay mag-aayuno, tayo po ay magfa-fasting, tayo po ay maninikluhod sa harap ng Panginoon, mananampalataya na truly, pag inuna natin ang Panginoon, if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all the other things shall be added unto us. And Pastor Carlo exhorted us last Sunday na hindi naman po kailangan ng mga bagong New Year's resolutions every new year dahil alam na natin kung anong hinihingi sa atin ng Panginoon. Yan ay ang mahalin natin siya, yan ay irreverence natin siya, at yun ay paglingkuran natin siya. As we hear the Shema, the, the command of the Lord to hear and obey whatever it is that God is commanding us. And fasting is one of the spiritual disciplines po na ipinag-uutos ng Panginoon for the benefit and for the edification of the body of Christ. And so, if you will find it in your heart, kaya ng inyong health status, for the next 21 days, you can decide for yourself whether you will fast one meal every day, two meals every day, or maybe you can fast three days in a row and then just break the fast for one day or two days and then start all over again. However manner you would like to do it. Okay? Importante po na commit natin sa Panginoon yun. Pero hindi lamang yung discipline ng denying ourselves of the physical food. But it is the yung kaakibat na pananalangin na inuutos ng Panginoon sa kanyang mga anak. That in these times when we will really buffet ourselves, when we will deny our fleshly nature, we are trusting the word of the Lord that says, if you, if you seek to please the Spirit, from it you will reap eternal abundant life. But if you will seek to please the sinful nature or the fleshly nature, from it we will reap destruction. In these times when the world is being destroyed and the world is going through the rocking and the shaking of the many circumstances that we are confronted with, we are trusting all the more. Not in our flesh, not in our capacity to do things, not in our capacity to deliver, but we are trusting all the more that it is not by might, it is not by power, it is always by the Spirit of the living God. And so, starting today until January 30, Please join us for the rest of the 21 days for prayer and fasting for the whole of Lighthouse Christian community. Tune in po sa ating Facebook. Ilalagay natin doon ang ating mga prayer points every day para po tayo ay nagkakaisa sa ating pananalangin, sa ating pag-i-intercede for the glory of God and for the benefit of the body of Christ. Ngayong araw po, akin pong ilo-launch ang four Sunday sermon series na rin po ang ating vision for 2022. And I entitled this preaching, Road to Wholeness. 
Yan po ang overall theme na natanggap ng mga pastors. We believe we have received this from the Lord when we came together last year, 2021. No amin pong sinaliksik at hinanap ang puso ng banal na spirito. What is it, Lord, that you are taking the whole church through for 2022? And the word was given us. Wholeness. Ang pagkabuo. Malamang miss niyo na po ang pagpunta sa sanctuary dahil kayo po ay nasa online community. Kung maalala niyo po sa ating sanctuary, nandito po yung mga images. Dito sa may bandang left ko po, nandito po yung image of a broken world. We placed that image there many years back, even before the pandemic struck. Because the Lord already convicted us that that's the reason why we are ministering. Because there is such brokenness in the world. But at the same time, on this part of the sanctuary, so may bandang cross po natin, you would see this image, the image of a fruitful tree. We call it from Isaiah 61, oak of righteousness. Nasa kabila ng kabasagan ng mundo, the, the Lord is taking people through, taking His elect through this road to wholeness so that we can be the planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor so that we can become oaks of righteousness. The word is wholeness, mga kapatid. And even right now, I know that God is speaking unto you because malamang dumanas ka ng matinding kabasagan sa nakalipas sa taon. And even right now as I speak, merong pagluluksa sa puso ng maraming tao. Merong pagkabagabag sa puso ng maraming tao. Merong pagkatakot sa mga parating na araw. At kung tayo ay napapanaigan at na, namamayani sa atin ang pagkatakot, namamayani sa atin ang pag-aalala sa mga parating na araw, we can never be whole. But God has declared unto us that He is whole. The Lord is one. Adonai Echad, sabi ni Pastor Carlo last Sunday. The Lord is whole. And for as long as we are attaching to the wholeness of God, we as His people, we can always be whole as well. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, He's taking us into this journey, into this pilgrimage towards wholeness. So let's come to the Lord, let's bow down, and let's commit these moments unto His glory. Father, salamat po, Panginoon, aming Ama, na minahal niyo po ang inyong mga anak, na kayo po ay hindi kailanman tumalikod sa inyong mga minahal. Na habang buhay, Panginoon, binibigyan niyo po kami ng kasiguraduhan at ng katiyakan na kami po ay hindi kailanman mag-iisa sa mundong to. Sa lakbaying aming tinatahak, you are our leader, you are our Lord, you are our Savior. And so we cling on to you, O Lord. Because it is only through you that we can be strong. It is only from you that we can have all these blessings. And so, Lord, we bow before you in worship. We now ask, Holy Spirit, walk into this beautiful home and bless every family that has come excited and fully expectant to receive from you. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Everyone will say, Amen. Type it down in your chat boxes. Para alam ko po tayo ay nag-i-interact. Now, I have a rhetorical question for you. Have you ever built something and it turned out to be not the way you wanted it to be that you just had to start all over again? Malaman po, marami ng beses na nangyari sa inyo po ito. Ano, mula pagkabata, gusto mong gumawa ng saranggola. Talagang kinarir mo yung saranggola. Eh, nung matapos mukhang barko, hindi pang himpapawid, pang dagat. And you just had to destroy it and start all over again. Now, it happens to me a lot. Ever since I was a trainer, a corporate trainer, I would be tasked by my boss to create a module for certain organizational needs. And I would have this writer's block or author's block that oftentimes after one day or two days, I would finish a module and then I would look at it and I would say, no, this will not serve the purpose and I will just rip those papers off, throw it to the bin and start all over again. Maybe you've experienced that, my friend. Na meron kang sinimulan, pinagbuhusan mo ng puso mo, pinagbuhusan mo ng pansin mo and then you lent it to other people. Ipinahiram mo sa ibang tao. Ipinagamit mo dahil sabi mo, ito ay kaaya-aya, ito ay magiging kasilbi-silbi sa'yo. Ito ay makakatulong sa'yo. And then nung binalikan mo after one year, sirana yung ipinahiram mo sa kanya. How would you feel, kapatid? May pinahiram kang magandang sasakyan. 
brand new sa yung minamahal. Sabi mo, ingatan mo yan ha. Pero ikay nagibang bayan lang pagbalik mo after six months, may sirana, may banggana, meron ng nagmamalfunction. What do you do? Ikaw ay mababagabag sa puso mo. Ano po? I would like to take off from that rhetorical question to come to our reading for today. And I take it from the book of Genesis, the sixth chapter. Let's read this now. I am taking this from the English Standard Version. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. And so the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. Verse 8, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. I have entitled this first installment of this sermon series as Reset. May the Lord now add blessings to the preaching of His Word. Now, yung word, yung term na reset or the great reset, malamang sa mga corporate people, very familiar po tayo nito. Because this has been the buzzword for the year 2021. Even for the year 2020, two years ago. When we would say that this COVID pandemic is proving to be the great reset. Kung kailan at kung saan tayo ay na-confront ng mga panibagong bagay. When business people will have or we're forced to readjust their business models. Otherwise, you would not survive. Alam ko namang meron ng food delivery even before the pandemic. Pero because of the great reset now, food delivery is now the norm. Dahil hindi ka na pwedeng basta-basta makapag-restaurant. Alam ko namang nandiyan na yung mga LBC na yan, mga courier service. But now, no more will people easily venture into the brick-and-mortar mall. You would rather shop online and have it delivered to you via courier. The great reset. And they are saying in this pandemic, ang mga negosyante, ang mga organizations, even the churches na makakapag-adapt, sila yung mamamayagpag, sila yung mamumunga. But those that would resist, whatever is it that God or life is trying to teach us in these precarious moments, Sila yung hindi makaka-survive and they will now be consigned to oblivion or sa pagkalimot ng kasaysayan. In the story of Noah, it was the great reset in the Bible. Bakit kailangan mag-reset ni Lord? Kailangan maintindihan natin yung konteksto. Genesis 1.31, the last verse of the first chapter of the first book of the Bible, it records that God already finished His creation. Tapos na niyang likain ang langit at lupa, ang tubig at dagat, ang mga ibon, ang mga, ang mga hayop sa lupa, ang mga vegetation. And He has created the apex of His creativity. Adam, or the first man on earth. And after that sixth day, after the creation of man, Genesis 1.31 says, And God saw everything that He had made. And behold, it was very Good. Now, ang English translation po ay kadalasang merong limitation. Kasi kung babasahin natin to sa, sa original Hebrew na pagkasulat ni Moses sa book ng Genesis, hindi lang behold ang nakalagay. Low and behold. Yung word na yun na low, medyo nawala na sa language ng maraming tao yan. Ano po? When God says low and behold, God is like saying, Halika nga rito, kapatid. Halika nga rito, anak ko. Halika nga rito. Tabihan mo nga ako, sabi ng Diyos. And see things from my perspective. Tingnan mo ang mga bagay the way I look at them. And it's a great privilege when God says, Lo and behold, come beside me. Walk beside me in this journey towards wholeness. Come, see. Everything that I have made is very, very good. It's tobe. The word for that in Hebrew is tobe. Wala pong kinikreate si Lord na pangit. Wala pong kinikreate si Lord na junk. Wala siyang kinikreate na aksidente. Wala siyang kinikreate na diretso lamang sa busurahan dahil lamang nalingat si Lord kaya nagkaganyan ng ilong mo. Ay, siguro nagkamali si Lord nung kinikreate niya yung aking noo kaya naging malapad na ganito. 
God never creates a mistake because everything that He has created, everything is very good. At nung kinumission niya si Adam at nilikha niya si Eve from the rib of Adam, the Lord commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but out, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now God gave man and woman, the first man and woman, gave, God gave them the gift of free will. Ang malayang pagpili. But that choice is kind of off balance. Ano ibig sabihin? Obvious yung choice na dapat piliin nila. Parang sinasabi ni Lord, alika rito Adam, behold, everything that I have made is good. And all of this, 99.999%, it is yours to enjoy. It is for you to just frolic on. Mag-enjoy kayong mag-asawa, mag-enjoy kayong magkasintahan. This is all for you. Hindi kayo magugutom, hindi kayo malulungkot, hindi kayo, hindi kayo kailanman mag-feel na kayo ay pinabayaan ko. Everything is yours. But God says, but there is this one tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Ito wag niyong kakainin. Ang prutas nito, wag niyong kakainin dahil kayo ay mamamatay. Now, I have underscored these words, good and evil. To again, emphasize that the English language ay merong limitasyon when it translates it from the original language of Hebrew. Good and evil ang pagkantranslate ng English Standard Version, even with the New King James Version, even with the New International Version. But the original word for that in Hebrew is tob and ra. So this is the Hebrew character. Tob means good. Ra means destruction or ruin. Pag pinag-aralan po natin yung mga salatang yun, mas magiging malalim ang ating appreciation ng pagbabawal ng Panginoon kung bakit hindi dapat kainin ang prutas ng the good, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because tobe means good, sweet, agreeable, prosperous, fruitful. Huwag ka na makurious, Adam. Huwag ka na makurious, Eve. Dahil yung lahat ng nakikita mo, and not this tree na pinagbabawal ko sa inyo, these are already very, very good. These are all tobe. Pero in this tree, Nandiyan yung ra, the knowledge of evil. Ang ibig sabihin nun is, things that are bad and unpleasant and painful, things that would usher in unhappiness and misery. Bakit nilagay ng Diyos ang kahoy nito? That's a good theological question. Bakit hindi nalang ginawa ni Lord na perfect yung Garden of Eden para wala nang temptation, wala nang magamit ang serpent para linlangin si Eva and eventually si Adan? Again, the answer is free will. Because God, from the very onset, has allowed man and woman to make a choice. Nang na pagsudun nyo sa akin is because you know me by your head. You love me by your, hand, by your heart and that you will follow me with all that you have with your hands and your feet, with everything that is in you. If you will love me, you will choose the good things and never the things that I am already expressly prohibiting you not to eat of. It's just the freedom of choice. But you know the rest of the story. I will not belabor in this. They heeded the temptation of the serpent, nalin lang sila, and they ate of the forbidden fruit. And everything turned south from that point on. Ganun talaga ang tao, sabi nga nila, kung anong bawal, siya ang masarap. Pag may sinabing bawal pumasok dito, yun ang gusto mong pasukin. Pag sinabing no trespassing, doon ka magtitrespass. Keep off the grass. Yun naman ang gusto mong lakaran. There is something in the human nature, that propensity, that inclination towards destruction or bad or unpleasant or painful or unhappiness. There's always this tendency in, in, in God's heart, in man's heart, now because of the coming in of the original sin of Adam and Eve, it stayed there in the heart of man. And soon enough, Cain already murdered his brother Abel and all of these destruction that started 
coming in and the violence. And about 2,000 years later, pumasok po ang kwento ng generation in Noah. And that was what we read a while ago. Now, in less than 2,000 years, the earth was corrupt in God's sight. And the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Oh, behold, I will destroy them with the earth. You cannot help but, again, pagtabihin mo ang Genesis 1.31 at Genesis 6, verse 12. Genesis 1.31, Behold, lo and behold, everything that I have made is beautiful. Everything is tobe. Everything is good. Genesis 6, verse 12, And God saw the earth, and lo and behold, it was now corrupt, going back to my analogy a while ago. Ang ipinahiram sa ng Diyos, ang ipinahiram sa ng tatay mo, ay napakagarang sasakyan, napakamalinis, napakaganda ng takbo, napakaganda ng makina. Nung hinawakan mo, nagkasira-sira, nagkayupi-yupi, hindi mo man lang chinange oil, hindi mo man lang pinahanginan, ni running flat mo pa, and before you knew it, everything that was good and beautiful and admirable, now has been unpleasant, now is ugly, now is desperate. If you were God, how would you have felt? Because God already expressed it. I feel sorry that I ever made man. And because of this, God says, I have now determined to make an end of all flesh. Tatapusin ko. I'll put an end to this rebellious generation of people. Na ibinigay ko ang lahat. Aking ibinuhos ang aking pagmamahala at aking pagpapala. But what did they do? They filled the earth. Everything that was beautiful that I created, they corrupted it, they ruined it, and they filled it with violence. They presented and they went for the exact antithesis of what God stood and stands for. So God says, I will destroy them. The word for corrupt, again, is very much limited because the Hebrew word is shakath. And when the word shakath is expounded in the concordance, it means it is now hopelessly ruined. It is now irreparably damaged. It is now mutilated to the core. Analogy lang po. Have you ever seen a road kill? And this is a subdivision ninyo, yung may nasagasaang pusa. Hindi ko alam kung bakit ang pusa palagi nasasagasaan, nasasagasaan ano po. At nandun na siya for three days, four days, dinadaanan ng lahat ng uri ng sasakyan. Kita mo pa yung fur ng cat, but now yung kanyang laman loob ay nagtalsikan at nagkalat na sa buong kali. You could not even look at it, right? You could not even look at it. Why? Because it is now mutilated to the core. That is what that word corrupted means, shakath. Yung ginawa ng Diyos na kahangahanga, kagilagilalas, kaaya-aya, now it is irreparably damaged. The word violence, my friend, that men already filled the earth with violence is from the word Hamas. Properly pronounced with the Hamas. And it means violent and cruel and oppressive. And makes you wonder, bakit yung Palestinians tinawag nila yung kanilang mga militants uh, Hamas, right? Maybe gusto lang matakot sa kanilang mga Israelita and that's why they call their militant group as Hamas. And God is saying, I have given you a gift. I have handed over to you an earth that is now, that was the opus of my creativity. That was the apex of my, of my ingenuity. And I breathed unto you my breath of life. My ruach was into your heart. But you always would choose everything that is ruinous and damaging. Everything that is corrupted and mutilated. And you even... Raise your fists toward the heavenlies and you become violent and cruel and oppressive. And God says, this is not me. Hindi ito yung pinalaki ko. Hindi ito yung aking race. And God's heart truly was made sorry. And it grieved him. To the core of God's heart, it grieved him. And so people would say, Pastor, sobrang galit Lord, no? Kaya niya binaha ang buong mundo nung time ni Noah. And I would say, God had every right to be in rage 
because of the evil inclinations of man's heart. But this, but this text would say it was not really rage. It's sadness. It's grief. Because you saw something that was one shiny and beautiful and everything that is admirable was in there. But in just less than 2,000 years, it was the exact opposite of what you wanted it to be. And so the judgment of the Lord came upon the generation of Noah. But let me say this, that God's judgment, my friend, is the result or was the result of the people's inclinations towards Ra. People's proclivity towards things that are evil and ruinous and destructive. When God sees isang bagay na hindi inaalagaan ng kanyang mga pinagkatiwalaan, God snatches it away from you. And God would rather ruin it so that He can rebuild, renew, and restore. And maybe this is a good lesson that I, could like, I would like to expound on at this very moment. On the road to wholeness, God has impressed in my heart. If God would really make us whole, there are many things in our lives that God would have to ruin. God would have to destroy. Because there are many things things and many aspects in our lives that are no longer according to the blueprint of what He intended it to be. Meron siyang blueprint nung ginawa niya ang mundo. May blueprint siya nung sinimulan niya ang pamilya. Meron siyang blueprint nung sinimulan niya ang marriage. May blueprint siya nung ipinagkatiwalan sa iyo ang negosyong yan. But through the years, you have seen the brokenness of it. At nag-ayuno ka, at nagdasal ka, Lord, pwede ba, Lord, iki-claim ko. Meron tayong name it and claim it, prosperity gospel. Iki-claim ko na ako'y magiging prosperous this year. I will be victorious just by claiming it by my word of mouth. But if there's something in your heart that is shakath and hamas, God would never countenance it. God would have to invade that heart of yours and God would have to do a radical surgery, heart surgery, peer into your heart, peek into your heart, get that something that offends him and break it and throw it away and God would have to give you a new heart if only that we can truly be made whole. The road to wholeness can be filled with so much joy. Pag nakita natin ang Muling pagsisimula ng Diyos sa buhay natin. But for those who would resist and rebel against Him, magre-resist ka, Lord, ba't mo tinatanggal to? Ba't mo pinaalis yun? Bakit mo kinuha yan? Lord, hindi ba pwedeng ma-enjoy ko ang mundo at ma-enjoy ko rin kayo and you can be together in my life? And God says, no, you have to make a choice. In your road to wholeness, is it me or the other things that you have made a God for yourself, because I am a jealous God, our Lord would say. You will have to make a choice. Go for the Tob or embrace the Ra, because the Tob and the Ra can never coexist. God makes it clear. In Luke chapter 6, the Lord Jesus laid down this very powerful spiritual principle. He says, with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Kung paano mo ginamit, kung paano mo inalagaan ng isang bagay, ganun din ang ibabalik sa iyo ng Panginoon. And the Lord saw the earth, Genesis chapter 6. And the earth was now corrupted, the earth was now ruined, and the earth was now irreparably damaged, and the earth was now mutilated to the core. And the Lord says, with the same measure I will measure back to you, it is now ruin for ruin. Sinira nyo, ang ibinigay ko sa inyo, sisirain ko rin kayo. Now, that's one nature of God that not every preacher would be comfortable to preach on. But that's our God. God is loving, God is forgiving. But when God is pushed to His limit, and there is limit to His grace, there is limit to His mercies, God would say, I have given you ample time to repent. I have even given you ample time to turn back unto me. Isaiah chapter 1, God would say, Come, let us reason together. Though your sins are as, as red as scarlet, they will be white as the snow. Maybe they are red as blood, but you will be as white as wool. But if you resist and you rebel, you will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God always gives us a choice. 
But in the end, he will say, hindi kayo nagbago, hindi nyo ko pinakinggan. Wholeness ba kamo ang gusto nyo? Iayon nyo namang buuin ang sarili nyo. I will have to ruin this so that I can truly rebuild, renew, and restore. Nakakatakot, mga kapatid. It is dreadful, the Bible would say. It is dreadful to fall into the hands of our righteous God. But thankfully, the story does not end there. After God expressed His being sorry, His being grieved, Genesis 6 verse 8 says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And it says, These are the generations of Noah, the generation that was filthy and depraved and sinful. But Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. I will preach on this in a short while. There was something in Noah. There were certain things in Noah that made him stand out, that made him be favored by God, that made God say, I will start all over again, and I will wipe out every living thing and every living creature in this planet, but for Noah, I have found somebody worthy of my trust. Worthy of my desire to start all over again. And three things that God saw in Noah, righteousness, blamelessness, and his desire to walk with God. Genesis 6, 18 says, But I will establish my covenant with you. Trivial po mga kapatid, this is the very first time in the entire Bible that the word covenant was ever used. First time. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you and your sons, your wife and your sons' wives with you. And so when the great flood happened, these few members of Noah's family became the instruments of the Lord to start all over again. Now I have just a few observations before we end this sermon. Number one. From the time of Noah until our time, my friend, God looks for a person whose heart is loyal and whole towards Him. In this road to wholeness, ang hinahanap ng Panginoon ay ang mga taong ang kanyang puso at isip ay loyal, buo, attached. Walang ibang sinasandigan kundi ang Diyos lamang. It was true during the time of Noah. It is true during our time. In that generation that was filled with people of violence, Hamas, people that were corrupted and ruinous, Noah was there, a righteous person. And the word used was blameless. In the Hebrew word, it, it's termed tamim. And again, the word blameless is very limited in its scope. And so I'm going back to the original word because that word really means Tamim means complete and whole and intact and integrated. Was Noah a perfect person? Of course not. Because you would see in the account of Noah that he had moral imperfections. He got drunk. And because of that, one of his sons was cursed because his son saw his nakedness when he got drunk after the flood. Noah was not morally perfect. But God is not about moral, is not after the moral perfection of people. He's about the loyalty of one's heart. God knows that man can never be morally perfect and so moral perfection is never the basis for our salvation. In the same manner that our moral imperfection is not the basis for us to lose our salvation from God. What is the basis of God's salvation towards man. What is in the heart? Is that heart faithful, loyal? Does that heart pledge its allegiance to God? And in Noah, he found somebody who was blameless. Not that he didn't sin, but he was tamim. He was complete. He was whole. He was intact. He was integrated. And this was made even more dramatic 
due to the fact that the rest of his generation, ang kanyang mga kabarkada, ang kanyang mga kamag-anak, ang kanyang mga neighbors, ang kanyang mga katrabaho, everyone was just rebelling against God. There was just, there was just corruption and filth and sin all over the world. But Noah, the man of righteousness, chose to walk with God. He chose to focus his eyes on the Lord. And kapatid, right now the Lord is looking for you and the Lord is looking at you. And the Lord knows your heart, mga kapatid. Is that heart intact? Is that heart whole? Is that heart integrated in your desire to really be a follower of the Lord? And many people would say, Pastor, magpapakabait muna ako. Aayusin ko muna ang mga problema ko sa buhay. Kukumpunihin ko muna yung aking sirasirang mga relasyon. At pag maayos na ako at pag perfect na ako, then I can say, now I can serve God because I am now worthy to serve the Lord. That's the wrong approach, mga kapatid. Because there will never be a moment when you can say, you are already perfect and you are already made. You come to the Lord with your heart that is whole, that is intact. A heart that says, Lord, I seek to follow you, Jesus. I cannot do this on my own. Because I had tried it. I've tried to be more than perfect. I would fall short of your glory all the time. But Lord, I come unto you. Nothing but my heart that is after yours. Just like David. David was an imperfect man. But God saw his heart. And he says, he's a man after my own heart. And that's why David was raised by God. And so it was with Noah. He was complete. He never allowed the influence of his life, of his generation to impact him. He just cast his eyes upon the Lord, fixed his gaze upon the Lord, and he says, Lord, I am yours. No matter what the world says, I am yours forever and ever. I speak to you, my friend. This is the desire of your heart. Quit trying to be morally perfect before you obey the Lord. Today, come to the Lord with your heart and say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to be whole. I want to have this great reset in my life. And it starts with my heart. And Lord, this heart I offer unto you. This heart that has been made filthy by the sins of my life. This heart that has been corrupted by my own depravity. Lord, only you can make this heart whole. And so Lord, this heart I give to you. And God says, I have found the man. Second reflection point. That God invites us to walk with Him in this road to wholeness. That this is a journey, mga kaibigan. This is not an overnight thing. That change does not happen in the flick of a finger. Regeneration, when we come to the Lord, happens miraculously. That the spirit that was once dead, when you now come to the Lord and give Him your heart and allow Him to come to your heart, or Ask the Lord to come and invade your heart. The Lord regenerates you. But in the outside, you're still the same person. You still have the same habits. You still have the same uh, bad deeds na nakaginisnan at nakasanayan muna. And so you start this walk with God. That's why it's a road to wholeness. You start this walk with God. And every day, you come to the Lord and say, Lord, kung hindi ko kayo susundan at hindi niyo ako aakayin, Maliligaw na naman po ako ng landas. I am prone to wandering away, Lord. I am just like one of those sheep. Na pag nalingat lang ng konte, I would stray so far away from the Lord. And so, the Lord now invites us. Come, walk with me. With God, Noah walked. That's the original um, syntactic, syntax ng verse na yan sa Genesis. Ang tawag dyan sa, sa theology class, fronting. Pwede naman sabihin, Noah walked with God. But in the original Hebrew Bible, it says, With God, Noah walked. Because the entire, the true subject of the matter is God. Because Noah could walk for all, for all he likes. For all he wanted, he could walk. But it was with God. That's why the word, the Hebrew word for walk is halak. Halak. Again, walk is very much limited, no? English language, napaka-limitado. But ang ibig sabihin ng halak is followed, continued along. That Noah grew steadily. That Noah always fixed his eye on the leader. That every moment, Noah would say, Lord, ayun na naman yung aking mga kapitbahay. 
Ako na naman ay kanalang kinukutsa, minamak, dat bakit daw ako gumagawa ng barko? E wala namang ulan, e wala namang dagat, wala namang tubig dito. But God would say, just walk with me. Don't mind them, fix your eyes on me. And this is the challenge for us, mga kaibigan. Because the noise of the world would always be so overwhelming. The noise of the social media would tell you so many things that would make you drift away from the Lord. But if you would walk with God, if you would halak with God, just follow Him. Continue along. Kahit ano bang sabihin ng marami, grow steadily in your faith. Next week, I'm going to talk about Abraham. How Abraham also halak with the Lord. How Abraham walked with God and that's why he was called the friend of God. I pray that in this road to wholeness for the year 2022, that we will heed the invitation of the Holy Spirit for us to walk with Him steadily until we see Him face to face. Point number three. That God covenants with those who are unflinchingly obedient to Him. That God, in His perfection, now stoops down and extends His hand and shakes hand with somebody like Noah. He wasn't morally perfect. Noah wasn't sinless. Noah wasn't immaculately conceived. <laughs> he was still a limited person. But God saw his heart. And God saw the willingness of Noah to walk with God. And God says, I will establish my covenant with you. Genesis 6, 22 ended. This whole chapter ended by saying, Thus Noah, thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Yan po ang grammatical, syntactic um, form na makikita niyo sa original Hebrew Bible. Sa NIV ninyo, napakasimple lang, di ba? And so Noah did everything that God had commanded him. Simple sentence. But here is, there is an emphasis. The Holy Spirit is now emphasizing. Thus did Noah According to all that God commanded him, so he did. It's like medyo awkward yung ending. But the point is, the word did. Twice it was mentioned. Kung anong ipinagawa ng Diyos, yan ang ginawa ni Noah. And God saw this in the heart of Noah. The wholehearted desire of Noah to obey, to follow God. He was unflinching in this. Despite the noise of his generation, God covenanted with him. You see the word covenant, my friend? The Hebrew word is berith. And again, covenant. Ano nga bang ng covenant? Limited na naman yung English language dito. So, the Hebrew concordance would define it in so many different ways. A covenant is an agreement between a monarch and his subjects. It is an agreement between kings. Nagkasundo ang dalawang parehong hari. Or nagkasundo, nakipagkasundo ang isang malakas na tao sa isang mahinang tao. And I realized one of the things that Magellan did when he landed here in the Philippines, ay nakipagtipan siya kay Raha Humabon. Nakipagsandugo siya. Blood compact. Pag nagpunta kayo ng Cebu, meron doon isang statwa. Sa Bohol at sa Cebu, meron doon statwa kung saan nagbablood compact si Magellan at sa local na leader. And that's what they would do to attach the local kingpin, the local ruler, to the interest of the Spaniards. Of course, it is for a bad cause. Kaya historians would say, dahil sa blood compact ni Magellan sa ni Raha Humabon, when Magellan was killed by Lapu-Lapu in Mactan, magkaharap lang ang Cebu Island sa Mactan, historians would now say that Raha Humabon waged war against Lapu-Lapu Sipin mo yun, di ba? Dahil yan ang, yan ang nature ng covenant, yan ang nature ng tipanan. You agree that you will have an alliance of friendship. You will now agree that you will have a pledge of loyalty to one another. Ang kaibigan mo, kaibigan ko, ang kaaway mo, kaaway ko. Mukhang naisahan tayo ni Magellan sa tipanan na yun. Ano po? Pinag-away-away niya ang mga Pilipino dahil nakikipag-blood compact siya sa iba-ibang mga rulers ng Pinoy para ang mga Pilipino ang siyang maging magkakatunggali. Ang tawag doon ay divide and conquer. But when God established His covenant with Noah, it was with no ulterior motive. It was only with the motive that God who was supreme, God who was marvelous and majestic, was willing to shake hands with 
limited man, if only that man could benefit from the richness and the bounty that the kingdom of God has to offer. Why? Because covenant is also, it's the sharing of everything. Kung anong meron ako, sa'yo na rin yan. Ang sa'yo ay akin, ang akin ay iyo. Mayarap yung ang akin ay akin, ang iyo ay iyo, or vice versa. And of course, the promise of protection. Na kung merong sumaling sa'yo, makakalaban niya ay ako rin naman. That God, look at this corrupted generation. And God is looking at us right now with all the atheists and all the antagonism towards the ways of the Lord. That God looks at His church, His covenant people, and He would say, we have this alliance of friendship. No wonder Jesus would now tell His disciples, I no longer call you slaves, I call you now my friends. But it is also a pledge of loyalty. Lord, You are really promising God that you will give God your undivided loyalty. Na hindi ka luluhod sa mga Diyos-Diyosan ng mundong ito. It's called idolatry. But God calls it adultery. Ibig sabihin, sinasabi ng Diyos, meron na tayong tipanan. That's why one of the best illustrations of covenant is marriage. And whenever I would conduct wedding ceremonies, and again, Ibibida ko naman si Brother Tantan and si Sister Raz Bukaling. When they got married right here on the stage where I'm standing right now, I, I just asked them simple questions of covenant. I just said, do you promise to be loyal to one another? And they said, I do. We do, Pastor Jojo. Do you promise, do you swear, that you will be sexually faithful to one another? That nobody else will be part of this marital bed of yours? And they said, yes, Pastor do because that is the nature of covenantal oaths loyalty na hindi loyal ka lang dahil nakikita ka pero pag wala yung mahal mo sa buhay pwede kang makipag-sharing sa ibang tao na pwede kang makiapid sa mga gustong makipag-sex sa iyo that's the breaking of covenant when you give your word in covenant especially the covenant of marriage you promise for better or for worse, I'll be loyal to you. In sickness or in health, I will be there for you. For richer, for poorer, I will stick with you. I'll stand by you. And nothing shall ever part us except death alone. It's a promise of protection. And that's why every time marriages crumble, the heart of God really grieves, kapatid. And one of the one of the benefits of this covenant is that the Lord allowed Noah with careful instruction from the Lord to build an ark. And that was the ark that protected Noah. That was the ark that carried them through the one year of being in the floods. And finally, after one year, they got out and life started all over again. And I love this in Genesis 8 verse 21. After Noah gave God an offering of sacrifice, the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, and God said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of man, even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. Never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. I have underscored this. I have made this even red in font. Why? Because God is now saying, I have now done the great reset. And I am covenanting that even though, alam ko namang magkakasala pa rin sila, alam ko namang uulit na naman sila sa kanilang kasalanan. You know why? Just few chapters from Genesis 8, nangyari yung Tower of Babel, which I will preach on next Sunday. But God says, even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood, God promised, I will never destroy earth again. I have done the great reset. I have delivered my point. But I will redeem mankind in a brand new way. And that would soon be revealed in the coming of Jesus, the true Messiah of our souls. You see that word ark has been used several times in the Bible. Moses was saved through the ark when he was placed in the basket. That basket that saved Moses, remember when he was a baby? 
It was called an ark. Then you have the Ark of the Covenant that God instructed Moses to place the tablets of the Ten Commandments and the uh, staff of Aaron and the manna from heaven. It was the Ark of the Covenant. And history would show wherever the Ark of Covenant was present, Israel would win over their enemies. And ultimately, the womb of the Blessed Mary. When Mary said to the angel, be it unto me according to your word. And the womb of Mary became the ark of the Emmanuel, our Jesus, who was born 2,000 years ago. My friend, AD 2022 has begun. Road to wholeness. God is taking us. Binibitbit tayo ng Panginoon sa ating muling pagkabuo. Binibitbit tayo ng Panginoon sa muli nating pagsisimula sa muli nating pag-angat bilang isang bayan, bilang isang simbahan. But there are three practical things that God is wanting us to do. And I will be revisiting, I will be going back to these concepts for the next coming Sundays. If we will truly be on a road to wholeness, number one, let us revisit our covenantal oaths. Kung anong ating sinumpa, ipinangako sa Panginoon. Wag nating basabastang itatapon. Let me speak to the married people that are here. And I speak this from the bottom of my heart that the Lord now is wanting me to say unto you. Many things will challenge your married life. The passage of time might remove that kilig that you once had towards one another. The batteries of life's challenges will always have its way of diminishing that fire and passion that you once had for one another. Many things, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eye, the pride of life, all of these worldly, filthy sinfulness of man, they will always find a way to destroy marriages. Pero kapatid, God was there when you married each other. God was the audience when you promised each other that you will stick it out with each other through thick and thin. God was there receiving your word when you promised God before all of those witnesses on the day that you got married that you will never leave just because things become inconvenient. That you will never abscond just because life has become a lot more difficult. That you will never renege on your covenantal oaths just because it's less than the ideal. Revisit your covenantal oaths. Because God is the greatest covenant keeper. And God never moves. God is waiting for you, whether you're the husband or you're the wife. God is just waiting for you, the two of you, to come back to the Lord. Renew your covenant with Jesus. Renew your covenant with God and God is saying, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting to renew you, to rebuild you, to restore you. I just beg you, my friend, don't give up just that easily. Don't listen to the voice of the serpent that would say, oh, there's a beautiful life if you'll just divorce your husband, if you'll just get away from your wife. There's a better world waiting for you if you dissolve this marriage now. If the two of you are willing and obedient, God is saying you will eat the best of the land. Even if you have been married already for 25 years, 35 years, 12 years, I don't know how long has it been, mga kapatid. But God can rebuild, God can restore, God can renew. If your heart is just like Noah's heart, whole, complete, intact, that will be your offering unto God. That will be your way of saying, God, this heart has been, has been insulted, this heart has been hurt, this heart has been broken, this heart has also done its own evil deeds. I have deceived, I have connived, I have conspired, I have lied. Lord, this heart, is just filled with trash. But Lord, my heart, I want my heart to belong to you because apart from you, Lord, I am absolutely hopeless. God takes that brokenness and takes you to the road to wholeness. I bless you, my friend. 
In the name of Jesus, I bless your marriage today. But another practical thing that I'd like to leave you with is this. Rely on God's strength. You cannot do this on your own, promise. You cannot do this by just Googling how to save a marriage. You cannot just do this by having a, um, a focus group of, of divorcees or separated ones and say, how do you survive divorce? Rely on God's strength. You cannot solve this by just going back and acquiring another degree, another masteral degree, another doctoral degree, and thinking that more knowledge will give you stronger spirit. No, my friend. Knowledge is good, but too much knowledge can even puff you up, the Bible would say. On the road to wholeness, realize as Noah did, it is God alone that can strengthen you. It is God alone that can sustain you. It is God alone that can lift you up when you just can't have that strength to go one more day or one more moment. Rely on God's strength. Kaya tayo nagpa-fasting. Kaya tayo nagpa-prayer. Because it is our way of telling God, Lord, enough of me trying to hang on and trying to rely on my own strength. I've been doing that all my life, Lord. Kaya I'm a slave to my appetite. Kunting gutom kain, kunting gutom kain, kaya nakakalima, anim, sampung kain ng Pilipino sa isang buong maghapon. Correct? Lord, enough of me trying to manage life by my own strength, by my own flesh, because I have seen, I have just been led away from you because of this. But Lord, let 2022 truly be a road to my wholeness where I can come back again to the wellspring of my strength, to my Jesus, the bread of life from which I will eat and I will never go hungry again. The water from which I will drink and I will grow thirsty again. Let's go back to Jesus, Begin. And lastly, just practical thing, let's retrace the paths of blessedness. Marami na tayong alam tungkol sa Panginoon. The last 2021, talaga tayo ay natin ng book from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, all of the New Old Testament. Somebody even said, Pastor, naumayata ko nung Noong uh, 2021, sa dami ng historical accounts ay kinikwento ng mga pastor. Somebody really told me that. Bakit ba kailangan pagbalik-balikan pa yung mga 722, mga 586 collapse of the of Judah, the invasion of the Babylon? Nakakaumay, pastor. And I just said, but thank you for the patience still. Because we were retracing the paths of blessedness. Pag alam mo ang kwento ng Bible, pag alam mo ang context ng Bible, history ng Bible. Now it gives you the true, authentic mind of Christ that will show you the path of blessedness, that will give you wisdom beyond your years. Wisdom that, that, that doesn't come from your diligence of pouring out and devouring all those books of your master's and doctoral degrees. Wisdom that comes from God. Today, we read of three things that would really lead us to the path of blessedness. Number one, Noah was righteous. Let's get our righteousness from Jesus. He alone is our righteousness. Noah was blameless. He was whole. He was intact. He was integrated. Let our hearts be whole before God. That's a path to blessedness. Noah walked with God. Noah chose to tune out the noise of the world as he gazed upon the Lord of his life. And that surely led him to wholeness and to blessedness. Again, my friends, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Join me, join the rest of your pastors and your leaders from starting today until the last Sunday of January. We will come to the Lord because we know the Lord is doing a great reset of our lives. He did it during the time of Noah. He's doing it now. Not to destroy the earth all over again, because God already promised that He will never do it again. Every time you see a rainbow, na kapatid, ang bahaghari, maalala mo ang kanyang pangako kay Noah na hindi na niya kailanman lulunuri ng mundo sa pamamagitan ng baha. That's a very, very good assurance from the Lord. But every moment, God is doing a reset in your life. Because God knows the inclinations of this heart. 
And God says, if you're willing, I will reset you. The Bible calls it regeneration. The Bible calls it being born again. The Bible calls it being submitted to the Spirit. The Bible calls it being under the dominion and rule of Jesus, who is the only worthy king to be obeyed and honored. Oh, yes, Jesus, we need you, Lord. Every moment, Lord, we confess our need of you. Lord, thank you for hearing now this grace-bought heart as we sing out our praises forever. Thank you, Lord, that by your grace, we can have this beauty for ashes. That you now find those weak and contrite of heart. That you now shoulder our burdens. And you're the one that carries us into the light. Kapatid, it's such a beautiful song that we have just sung. Jesus, we need you. And that's the confession of every believer that does not stand on his own strength. Every disciple that does not glory in his own power, but relies on Jesus alone. Pastor Carlo last Sunday encouraged us to be the finehas of our generation, to have the zeal for the Lord. Today, I encourage you, let us be the Noahs of our generation. A man whose heart is blameless and complete and intact and loyal to the Lord. But realize as well that we cannot do this on our own. And that's why the Lord, our Father in heaven, sent His very own Son, Jesus Christ, to come into this world. To be the sacrificial lamb for the forgiveness of mankind's sinfulness. He gave His Son as the propitiation, the substitute, that we who were supposed to be punished... Jesus took it all for us. We who, has, we who have filled the world with shakath and hamas, corruption and ruin and violence, and we who were worthy of the wrath of the Lord, of the punishment of God, but because God covenanted with Noah that never again would who destroy the earth, He sent His Son. And through the body of His Son, he imputed the sinfulness of mankind. Yes, your sins and mine. And that body, God destroyed, crucified in the cross, killed in the cross. But on the third day, Jesus rose again. And that's the reason why we can rejoice because we know God has forgiven all of us in Jesus Christ, His Son. Isn't that great, mga kapatid? Come on, just let out a hallelujah right now, wherever you are in your home. God is the God of the great reset. In our road to wholeness, God resets many segments, many portions of our lives. From such a state of being dead spiritually, God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit and reset us, re-energized us, recalibrated us, regenerated what once dead, what was once dead, and made it alive again. That's the gift of Jesus in our lives. It is yours for the taking, my friend. And today, the counsel of the Lord has been given unto us. The Lord is ushering us into the road to wholeness. And the very foundation of that road is Jesus. The very alpha of that journey is Jesus. The very end of the journey is Jesus. My friend, Jesus is our all in all. Would you give your life to Him today? Will you ask the Lord to come and overtake you and sit in the throne of your life? Will you ask the Holy Spirit to help you surrender everything that you have so that truly the Lordship of Jesus will be upon you. You can do that today because the Bible says today is the day of your salvation. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, thank you for being our great covenant maker and greatest covenant keeper.
Lord, just like Noah, we find ourselves in a generation that has just corrupted this world, this life, and has filled this life and world with so much violence. Lord, I am part of that generation. And I'm saying, Lord, please forgive me for my sinfulness. And Lord, by your grace, I am asking, O oh Lord, if I will be made worthy by you, O oh Lord, may I ask, Father, teach me, even in my unbelief, to place my trust in your Son, my Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus, please come and be my Savior. Call me, draw me unto your heart. For without you, Lord, I am absolutely useless. But with you, Lord, there is hope, there is salvation, there is the promise of a new life. And today, Lord, as you fill me with that grace, Lord, I'm lifting my hand in worship, covenanting with you, Lord, that my heart is yours forever and ever. That my soul, my body, my life, they belong to you forever and ever. And so, Lord, use me as you will for the glory and honor of the one and only name, the name of Jesus, my Savior and my King. Amen? Amen. Mga kapatid, if you would like to get to know more about the Lord, send us a note. Drop us a note. We will be so happy to take you into this wonderful journey of growing in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands right now and may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and may the Lord be gracious unto you. Yes, may the Lord lift His countenance towards all of you and may the Lord grant you His peace. Mga expect God to use you this week for you are the salt, you are the light of this earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone will say, Amen. Ingat mga kapatid, stay healthy. We'll see you in church. Let's just follow the protocols, but be healthy at all times. God bless you.